Hello, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, fellas? Hello, Al. What's going on, Claudia? Hello. And hello, Funky. What's going on? Listen, soulmates, and Claudia, I'm just going to be up front with you because I want you to think I'm phony. I plan to go to HR on you when we get off of work because your blouse is too sexy and it's offending me. And it's... <laughs> it, it's, it's making me uh distracting me from work and i just don't think it's appropriate and i'm trying to get some lawsuit money like Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could keep it going and we can just go half on that if you want. <laughs> i just got that long money all right you going you going out when we get off work no, I just feel like I've been wearing like boring. I was like, let me just, you know, stunt the kids real quick. And by the kids, I mean, y'all, I mean, you know, right. like, why not? I, I got okay. I got some sexy clothes up in here. Why not? So I just okay. was like, let me give them some bondage tees tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, uh, Melly Vils, Billy said, Claudia, tell us like, the tea on the chat with Paula. Um, Claudia, what did Ginger Vita say when she called you yesterday? Oh, my Lord. They starting up. I, I, you know, Already. I forgot all about yesterday's show that damn fast. So for those that miss anyone's uh, yesterday's show, which they should never miss, uh, go ahead and watch the YouTube replay if you can. After this, of course, Funky went the hell off on Paula Jai Parker. And, um, you know, he read her because she made some comments about Cassie, about, you know, basically. And people kind of did a little dive and a deeper dive. So I think they went to college together. They both went to Howard and they're friends. So I guess that's why she was kind of defending him. But Funky's read was one for the books. And my internet went out right when that was happening. So people, you know, <laughs> she didn't really call me, but she probably will. All right. Uh, are we drinking tonight? What are we doing? What you drink? Absolutely. My buttery <clears throat> Chardonnay right here. I uh before we just get her, y'all, I went in there. I got some liquor in there, but I didn't have no chaser. But I had one of those vanilla Starbucks frappes. So I put a little bit of vodka in here and I poured some of the uh, vanilla Starbucks frappe. Oh, it's, it's pretty, good. It's pretty good. Now, let's yeah, see no, if, my, if my stomach holds up through the show. But it's pretty good. Yeah, you're probably going to be running by the third segment, the third block, I think. All right. Well, you know what? Like you suggested earlier that we should share our uh, our drink uh, recipes, and maybe we should do that for the holiday. I think that. Uh -huh. All right, y'all. Let's get into these topics. A video was going viral of a uniformed marine in Texas throwing down in a heated brawl with civilians. This happened in Austin. The fight broke out after a woman allegedly tried to snatch a cell phone from a Marine. Now, once the confrontation became physical, all hell broke loose. Now, police arrived and broke up the fight, and a man who appeared to be black was put in handcuffs. What do you have to say about this mess? Al, what do you think? Uh, of course, a man in black was going to be put in handcuffs because it was in Austin, Texas. There are no black people in Austin, Texas. So when they arrived, of course, the cops were like, let's arrest a black guy. I'm just kidding. But th that is kind of how it looked. It was interesting to me, though, because Austin really does have a low percentage of black people in the city. It's only about 7%, which makes it one of the lowest per capita for the state of Texas. And I guess, Claudia, you know this. I just want to know who were those black guys. They look very fit. They look very clean. So it almost reminded me as if maybe they were in another branch 
of service outside of the Marines, and that's what caused some of this tension. But the worst part about all of this is whether they are in uniform or out of uniform, these young guys got to understand that when you're in the military, you can be brought civil and criminal charges in the U.S. justice system, but then also there is a uniform code of military justice where you can be brought up on charges as well. So they better watch out and hope that it is ruled that it's unprovoked because if it was provoked, they can face charges both by the criminal system outside of the just outside of the military justice as well as within the, the military justice. You know, of all the branches of the military, like we always well, I always thought that the, the Air Force had the guys that were really exceptionally brilliant and the uh, Marines have the guys that were extra tough and strong. So I don't think that's the branch you want to get in a, a beef with unless, like you said, that brother does look like he, he he's ready to get with him. What do you think, uh, Q, about this? So, you know, what? when I first read the headline and I first started going over the story, I was prepared to come on here and give a lecture to the Marines about how, you know, you represent your branch and the government and it's your job to de-escalate things and just give them all this, you know, morals and ethics talk. But then, you know, we find out that the Marine was clocked in the head first. And, you know, after you hit somebody first, whatever happens after that is what happens so we're not going to make this a race thing. It ain't a black or white thing. It's a people thing. And buddy, if you see that many people in uniform and you bold enough to pop one of them first for whatever reason, then you bold enough to get stomped out by the whole battalion. I want the backstory because like they said the girl snaps the phone out of the Marine's hand first. Like, I really want to know. I'm sure we'll keep y'all abreast as things unfold. But all right, moving on. The Real Housewives of Atlanta fans are speculating about NeNe Leakes' potential return to the show. These rumors sparked after Bravo refollowed NeNe on Instagram. Do you think NeNe may return to the show? And is the show the same without NeNe? We know that's not the case. But okay, Al, what do you think? Um, you know, I hope so. I hope so. Well, we know the rumor mill is telling us from today that Bravo is getting rid of everybody on that cast except for three of the ladies i think they said they're speculating that they may keep three we know that nini ever since nini has left the numbers have consistently gone down to like season 15 they're hovering around 740,000 views compared to the 3.3 they used to have at the height of the nini ism on bravo um i would like to see nini come back i think she could add a new a new uh uh, fresh air to the the show. However, I don't want to see her stay. Unfortunately, I think Nene should come back, pay homage, give you know, get the the brand back up to where it used to be, and I'm ready for her to do something bigger and something better. All right, Q, what do you think? Of course, we all want to see Nene on our screens. What I would like to see in a perfect world is where Bravo comes to the table, and they say, you know what, Nene, we we've heard your reviews and your cries we acknowledge that we've done some things wrong and then i would like for nini to sit across that same table and say you know i acknowledge that i handled some things wrong because what i don't want to happen is no lesson be learned from her firing or her not being renewed and then she comes back and the ego is even more through the roof. And it's like, see, they needed me. They couldn't do because nobody likes that. And that kind of energy, in my opinion, is what kind of got her in this position that she is in 
now. So I just hope that if she does come back, that Bravo treats her fairly and that we see some humility on Nene's side as well. I agree. If you're going to come back and be the way you were towards the last few seasons you were on, there's no need for you to come back because that's the reason why she was, you know, that started her demise and other shows as well. And listen, there's no doubt about it. I didn't watch Housewives in the beginning. I didn't watch until like way later on. But I, I saw the fanfare about her and she was from the clips I've seen. She used to be mad funny on that show. But, you know, that was the beginning. And I think once you start getting arrogant about you and not refusing to do scenes and all that kind of stuff that I witnessed, that's when people don't want to rock with you. There's a lot of people out there that are funny that could be on these shows and they can make another one, another star. They really can. But there is something about her in, in Housewives of Atlanta that brings that nostalgia. And if, if they can both, if she can keep her ego in check and if it's in a good situation, I think it could be a good thing. I've seen people I saw today, I think Portia was trending because they were calling for Portia to come back. Nene, and then of course, uh, you know, the, the Kenya, Candy, Cynthia. That's what I saw all day. Like they wanted to go back to where it was. I do think these new um, arrangements, these new casts have just not been it. I haven't seen anybody really going crazy for the new cast. All right, Robin, uh, Sharon Osbourne admitted that she used to turn a blind eye when it came to Ozzy Osbourne and his groupies. She said, I was so used to it because that was the world I knew. That's what comes along with being famous. Sharon also said, especially if someone is insecure or a narcissist that wants it all. I was like, wear a condom and never ask names or addresses. Damn. Would you turn a blind eye if you're married to a famous rock star? Let's go to your first cue. Absolutely. I absolutely would. It'd be the only way to cope. It, it, it legitimately would be the only way to cope and protect my peace. And it's funny because I look at when we look at like basketball wives and, and all these rappers, girlfriends and stuff. And yes, I don't think anybody gets into a relationship with the expectation of the other person cheating on them. But I'm sorry. In 2023, finding a player or entertainer that's going to be faithful, you're looking for a unicorn. You're looking for a unicorn. If you get with an NBA player right now, a rock star or a rapper, you already know what you're signing up for. Like, show us a plethora of examples of committed non-cheating in the in the sports and entertainment arena, and they're few, far, and in between. More than likely, your guy is going to have groupies it's just par for the course all right al what do you think listen of course she would turn a blind i you guys have to really look at the dynamic of this relationship remember she was simply his manager back in the day in 1979 when he was signed to the label and that label was saying hey we're gonna make this uh, heavy rock band, one of the largest in the world. And that's exactly has that's exactly what's happened. By her turning a blind eye and also managing his career all the way up to dead today, she has amassed with him over a net worth of over $220 million. Now, she also is the original um, Kris Jenner because you got to remember her two, her son and her daughter, her son Jack and her daughter Kelly are both worth now 16 million dollars so she's done a good job of managing that entire family and then what i think she brought into was exactly worrying about all these people trying to sleep with my husband he's a multi-platinum artist he sold over 100 million records he's in a different city every two days like 
what would she actually be thinking if she thought that she could control who he would have in and out of his bedroom? I think she made a smart decision, and I think she made a smart decision for not only herself, but also for her family. I know y'all will think I'm unrealistic, but I, I, I wouldn't, and I haven't, and um, I won't. And um, listen, there's no secret I got to Hollywood, the who's who of the popping men on the scene, the athletes, the entertainers, the owners of teams, all was after me. And the answer was no, I cannot do it. I, I because the way I look at it is, yeah, you're famous, um, but I, I'm just not going to absolve you from morals. I'm not going to excuse you from having morals because at the end of the day, I'm not with you when you're on stage. I'm with you when we're home watching Dateline. That's the man I'm with. And if you don't want a girl like that, then don't holler at me. Holler at a girl with lower self-esteem. Now, if I was Sharon Osbourne, I was managing. There's a financial incentive, I think, there to be like, you know what? I still get a piece of this. And I think that, you know, I, I understand why she did it. But for me personally, I couldn't do it. But uh, the women that I know that are in these situations that turn a blind eye, they're not happy. They can only buy so many Hermes bags. They can only buy so many Birkin bags before. Like, they, they're not happy. And then they end up, it's like a tip for chat thing. I don't know. That's me. I want to address one of these comments, Cardi. Pat Williams <laughs> says, so what Q is saying is celebrity means no more. Was Pat, I hate people like you. Don't put words in my mouth. I said exactly what I meant, and you're oversimplifying this thing. No, what Q was saying is that he lives in the real world, and I'm not. I think you're dumb as hell if you think you're going to go get with an NBA player or a damn rapper somewhere. And like Al said, he's traveling in three, four, seven cities a week while you sitting at home in Kansas some damn right. where expecting him to be faithful. You'd be a damn idiot to think that, Pat Williams. So, no, I'm not saying celebrity has no morals. I am saying celebrities are real people, and I understand how the real world really right. works. You know, the older I get, the more I, you know, I remember when I used to hear about Jackie Christie going everywhere with Doug Chris, like, damn, that's crazy. But you know what? You don't never hear no cheating stories with them. Right. I guess if you're with them all the time, you know what I mean? Uh, I, she may have a right there. All right, coming up next, do you believe in love during a lockup? And later, fans are skeptical of Phaedra's rebrand. Did you see her booty all out? All right, keep it here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, Mariah, the scientist spills some tea about her romance with Young Thug. She shared that they talk all day about getting married when he gets out of jail. She said neither of them wants a jailhouse wedding, so they're going to wait out his uh, trial. Mariah did admit that it isn't that it is a little slight stage of delusion. All right. Do you guys believe in love during lockup? Q, I'm going to go to you first. Absolutely not. Lovely. The Rose Rose Royce, love don't live here no more, baby. You go to jail and you going for more than 30 days, you're not finna hold me up. You're not finna tie me up. I'm not hold for I, I first of all, I'm not holding nobody down in jail because to be quite honest, I'm not even attracted to the type of person who would end up in jail for anything more than a traffic violation. That's number one. Number two, any woman who stands by a man in jail and expects for a whirlwind romance when he gets out of jail, she's a damn fool unless she's open to accepting the fact that he is going to screw any and everything <laughs> walking as soon as he gets out. So I hope that this wedding that you're planning is at least three years past his release date, because if not, 
itchy y'all <laughs> this man ain't had no coochie since god knows when and then too he's going to be treated like a king and a celebrity in the hood he's going to be at our script clubs he going to make up for lost times and you honestly think that he going to step outside of jail and marry you girl where's y'all <laughs> y'all old aunties that used to date drug dealers and stuff daughter you ain't nothing but uh, something for him to pass the time. Like, can somebody <laughs> who held a dude down in jail please call daughter and tell her what it is? <laughs> he bored, he lonely, he has no emotional support, <laughs> and your ass dumb enough to sit at the house all day sitting by the phone. Like, girl, if you don't, if you don't get your pretty self on and get you another man and move the hell on. I have never been for it. And Miss uh, Remiculous said, yes, I believe in love during lockup. My husband is getting out of federal prison in 23 days after nine years. We can't wait to start our lives. I get if you were married for a long time before they went in. But don't and hold on. And tell her to write the part in there where she was hunching the mechanic for six of the years and screwing the neighbor for the other people. Oh, you ain't fooling no damn body. Your husband, your husband was in prison getting screwed in his tussy cat. Oh, and, was, and you was riding the neighborhood getting screwed in yours. And if oh, you think Lord. he wasn't, use a damn fool right along with Mariah. Okay, no more vodka and whatever that, whatever that drink is. Damn, here's another one. D. Duddy says, my <laughs> husband's brother was in prison for 15 years and had three fiancés at the same damn time. Books stay full, exactly. yeah? Exactly, yes. they're bored. They need emotional support. Don't you know that men are so romantic when they have no other options? When I was on The Price is Right, we used to get the most beautiful letters from prison. Oh, my God. You know, the minute they got out, the fantasy's over and they're going to be doing their thing. If they ain't already starting to do their thing in jail, we've seen Fleece Johnson, what he talk about. Well, I thought you two, two Because we don't want to scoop jailbirds. I'm here for it. I thought it was so cute that she said she was going to hold him down. The reality of him getting out, though, now that's another story because he has a lot of charges stacked up against him. Um, I don't know. She just seems young. She seems naive. She seems like because of the, those everyday conversations, you know, when you get in a woman's ear every day talking about love and talking about marriage, you really do hypnotize them. And I think she's just been hypnotized and she really is believe in everything that he's saying and maybe he does believe it and maybe he doesn't but just the thought of young love and sticking through each other through hard times and good times will always warm my heart sorry guys it's very romantic in theory. no it ain't in theory i'm saying in yes, theory. oh so. when i get out we're gonna and, do ain't young done the same way to wear them dresses all the time and look she put Ass, had his ass been a car mechanic, she'd have been hunching the Amazon driver. Okay, <laughs> let, 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 let's call this thing. Listen, I, I don't know what's in me today, but I'm not in. I'm not in. And I'm just keeping it 100. You real need some. We just keep it 100 real today. The only reason why she's even doing any of this is because the attachment to him is currency for her. Okay, she's getting something out of the deal while being attached to him. And 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 child, please let Drake come along and whisper in her ear and see how long she be holding his ass down. L let somebody else of equal or better caliber come along and we'll see how long her ass keep taking them collect calls. <laughs> Al Funky Jordan, they put our all three of our names in their their uh in YouTube name said, You see, Monica gave up on C murder. 
She, she, tried. she tried. She tried. And Christine R said Papoose got played. Ooh. I, I want that fan. I want that soulmate. The one who said she been holding her man down for nine years. And I want to know how many other men you don't screw it in them nine years. Because if, if you saying you didn't touch no other man, you's a lie. You lie. I'm with you. I'm with you fucking. I would never hold someone down in prison. You should have thought about that when you committed the crime. No, thank you. I'm not ride or die when it comes to going to jail. All right. Speaking of dusty men, rapper Gilly the King, the King, had a question for all the women out there. Take a look. Why do women, right, go their whole life, right? Mm -hmm. They do good. They go to the right schools. They graduate, they get a great job, they credit be good, they get a great apartment, life is on their side, and then they get with a... <laughs> what do you think about this? Who wants to go first? He was asking the right person, his wife, his wife, a girlfriend, whoever, because he... Like, right? It and wasn't. She laying up in the bed giggling, and like giggling she got and a damn <laughs> Like, uh, so I think she should know he asking the right one. But you know what? I'm going to argue the other side of that as well because I've seen very successful men, very, very successful men, especially successful men of color in sports and entertainment, in, in law and in medicine. They usually end up with someone who's way less. Then them, they usually end up with an IG model of some sort, some super young girl. They they don't have the balls to step up to like a Claudia Jordan of the of the kinds, and they always or they end up with a stripper. So I could argue the opposite as well. Key, what you think? I actually I actually one hundred percent agree with Al. I think because men are not granted the safe spaces to be as vocal as women are when it comes to matters of the heart that women have taken complete license of it and they've been able to hijack the narrative. And to Al's point, if we really talking about it from a traditional role perspective, I think more men get with raggedy women right. than, 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 than women get with raggedy men. You know what I'm saying? And the, the, the only difference between our raggedy and y'all raggedy is that Society actually allows y'all to be raggedy. You know what I'm saying? Like right. a woman ain't got ain't gotta be smart. Just as long as she halfway pretty and she gets married, nobody ever goes to the man and be like, why did you get that nothing ass chick? Why did you get that uneducated chick? Why did you get that chick from the wrong side of the track? She ain't got no job. We don't never hear that narrative. We don't never hear it. To be honest with you, I would be willing to bet if we really took a poll that the numbers are 50-50. Men do it equally as much as women do. Y'all just got licensed to be more vocal about it. True. Um, I don't know if I agree with all of what y'all said because I'm on ground zero as a woman out here. And I think in the celebrity world and the athletes, you guys are 100% right. I see that all the time. You'd be like, oh, damn, how do I even meet her? How is she even in those circles? But in the real world, away from that 1%, like in real life, I see the opposite. I see more women, especially I'm in here in Texas. This is the state where the most women of uh, her capital, like have the most businesses, degrees, got it really going on. I see the opposite. I see women holding down men way above when it comes to like 
finances and education. I see that in in my real life, in my circles, in my friend circles, in Florida, in California, in New York, in Texas. But in the celebrity world, I'm gonna give y'all that. Athletes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now, because if we think about just the whole country, men still make more money than women. Men still are, quote, based by money made more successful than women. And black men still make more money than black women, you know, and and allegedly are more educated. So what are we saying? I don't really see that. I don't see that on the ground. I really don't. Um, I had a job where I found a, uh, the man on my job uh, in the same show made $30,000 more than me, but he's no longer even working anymore. Longevity, business owners, entrepreneurs. I'm seeing women hold, that are taking a chance with a man that doesn't have as much financially, but is supporting them in other ways. Now, again, I think the celebrity world warps things from what we see, because we ain't going to see the regular person ain't going to talk. You ain't going to know about the regular business owner that has the guy that makes $50,000. We're not going to really... And can we do this really quickly, too? Because I know, and, and, it, and it irks my nerves. I see it on Instagram all the time. Black women, women want to weaponize this new stat. Women are the most educated. Black women are out-earning black men. We're out-pacing them. Mm-hmm. We're out-educating them. We're starting the most businesses, which may be fine and well. But if you are a clerk at the courthouse and your job is processing people traffic tickets, I don't need you to be yelling out that stat, all right? Because y'all have just hijacked that statistic and are weaponizing the hell out of it. I only need the sisters who fall in that category to use that rhetoric. Girl, if you are the principal secretary, please shut the hell up. I hear that, Funky. I get it. And we want people that actually are bringing something real to the table. But on the flip side... We have been told for the past 20 years in music, especially in entertainment. Then y'all are all gold diggers. So we get one little piece of some good news that we finally doing a little bit good. And now we got to shut the hell up about that, too. But catch this, Claudia. Y'all dumbasses, especially well, y'all. Uh, don't do it. Yours, oh, wow. dance, dance in the videos. I will take us to commercial. Y'all no. do it. You, you are in the videos, okay? Y'all don't don't put that on us. Y'all what do you dance mean? the videos. Y'all run to be in the videos. Y'all run to marry the men's in the songs. So no, you, you, you on the video set when a man said women ain't nothing but tricks and bitches, and you in the video, then then you might be a trick. What in are the you video. talking about? That's a very small percentage of people, Funky. You said yourself that you wish you can get a casting situation, but you too busy messing with the help. What'd you say? <laughs> help. Retail, retail, and uh, okay, service. So who's the dumb bitch here? That's good. <laughs> But I ain't complaining. We both have okay. moments. I stay, qu- I stay quiet. <laughs> See? Okay, let the courts put that into the records. All right, y'all. A woman's going by with voicing her opinion on the recent generation of kids and parents. Oh, here we go. Watch this clip. What world do we live in? Like, what in you guys' brain as a parent says, hmm, my kid not following any directions is a, is a great thing. It's not that serious, and y'all don't have a right to tell her what to do. All right. Do you agree with this woman? Uh, let's go to you first, too, because I know how you feel about kids. I, I, 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this young lady's rant. She's a 24-year-old, 22 or 24-year-old 
ballet instructor and she went on to talk about how the children were in there singing pound town she's like why does your five-year-old know the lyrics to pound town she then went on to discuss that she knows she uses different techniques and gentle parenting to try to correct the children they tell her you're not going to tell me what to do and then when she talks to the parents she says how the parents snap back at her and say, well, if my child doesn't want to sit there, why are you making them sit there? You, she told you she didn't want to sit there and basically frustrated by not getting any support from the parents. Um, yes, parenting is ghetto these days. Um, the children are not the future. These is not the children that Whitney Houston was talking about. Um, to be quite honest with you, and I know this may sound excessive, I wouldn't give a damn if the world ended after I died, okay? Because <laughs> these children, these new children, that child got these new children is something else. I don't know what's worse, the new parents or the new children. Both. These is they're just God bless anybody who work with children. You got a special calling over your life because I damn sure couldn't do it. I would be in jail. I'd be a story on TGIF. Al, you teach, but not uh, really kids. But what do you think? I teach. Oh, well, you know, I'm in the classroom, right? And I'm in the classroom with the kids that are having these kids. And I think that's a part of what contributes to this. But we also have to think about our, the, the, the time the economic times that were going on that has produced these kids, right? So you got to remember these kids come at the heel of an economic turmoil when the pullback in 2008 made everybody extremely poor. The opioid epidemic was also big in the late you know, th 2000s, which affects these kids and the parents. Uh, mental health crises, there's been so many mental health crises that have been identified and people leave, leave untreated for these kids in their early 2000 and also the family structure the family structure for a lot of these people have changed you have kids young ladies young women raising babies and they don't use the same um parenting techniques that our generation of parents did and that is why you see the disconnect also i feel like one of the biggest things is also in schools there's no conflict resolution taught anymore there's no teamwork taught anymore there's no physical activity there's no there's no need to listen to a call and response of adult i'm respecting an adult and an adult giving a child space to to express themselves as well so i say all of that has what's created this very hostile young age of kids that just don't show respect to adults anymore. I, I wonder um, about the correlation between, you know, the removing of discipline away from kids' lives and the increase of ratchet behavior, ignorant behavior, disrespect of teachers. And I don't think that's a, just a poverty thing. I think that's just like a society. Like, we're in a place where we are babying these kids, turning them into little P-words, if you know what I mean. Everything's a thing. I'm traumatized. I'm this. I'm triggered. I'm this. When we were younger, we didn't say we were triggered. We got our ass beat by our parents. Maybe some of it was excessive, but I think there's a, a middle space where we need to be at where you had some discipline, where there was some fear of repercussions and of messing up. I feel like there's mm -hmm. none of that now. People be like, I'm a, they talk to, I would never tell my mom I threatened to call DCF on her. I would never think like that. I would shut the hell up and learn the lesson and 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 do better. And I think we had more successful kids now. Look at look at like everyone's so depressed and sad and traumatized and triggered and it's a hot ass mess. My brother's a teacher and he teaches a, like I think eighth, ninth, tenth grade, and they are 
I'm cool and I have kids. I'm just going to say that. I do no, not. It's hard. I do not feel like I missed out. I will just raise Shelly and six and give them the best comp- life that I can give them. And that's it. Well, Dude. they about to die. So you might want to get two more kids. <laughs> but... Well, then I'll just go on vacation. I'm be that rich. You was all white tonight, huh? <laughs> man, my, ever since he got them edibles from that drug right, dealer right, in Houston. Side effect. <laughs> them free drugs he got in Houston. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, social media is not here for Phaedra's rebrand. And later, we are guessing the race behind hideous scenarios. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Social media is contemplating Phaedra's new look. Somebody tweeted, Phaedra's rebrand from Miss Southern Belle to Instagram baddie is very confusing in a midlife crisis kind of way. Someone else wrote, it's not all at all confusing when you consider that her Southern Belle persona was completely fraudulent from the beginning. What is your take on this, Al? And the look on your face, I feel like you want to go first. So I'm going to go to you. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that you probably don't expect, but I'm here for it. I, I like the fact that her first half of her life, she was the Southern Belle. She got all the degrees. She got all of the businesses. She got married. She had kids. She made herself a, 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 a staple on the Bravo platform. And, you know, she's a little bit of a, you know, Atlanta socialite. That's what she did it as being that Southern Belle and now she's on the second phase of her life where she's single, she looks good, the ladies her age are all looking good if you ask me from the Real Housewives of Atlanta they got their foot on the neck of these young girls including yourself Claudia, you all look beautiful at the age of 50 she has cars, she has houses, she can travel the way she wants to travel, her kids are grown I don't see why not, she's put in all the hard work the first 30 years or the first 50 years of her life why not let loose and be whatever the hell it is that you earn to be the next 50 years of your life all right q what do you think my overall answer my overall answer is anybody should do anything that's going to make them feel good just as long as they're not hurting anybody or bothering anybody my assessment and my (laughs) judgment answer is I kind of don't like it. Um, In my opinion, in the very beginning, when we first met her, definitely gave education snob, definitely gave class snob, definitely gave, I kind of looked down on city girls and the IG model type just to find out, lo and behold, the whole time you wanted to be one, you just didn't have the body or the looks to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you got the bodies and the looks to do it, all the brains and education, while it's still there in her mind, went out the damn window. And it's like, you want to be a city girl, which again, if she's not hurting nobody, have at it. I will say this. I, I, um, and not because you have you have a certain career or education level that you have to look and dress a certain way, but it makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm just not used to seeing my lawyer's ass out all the time. And it, there's one thing to dress sexy, and there is another to dress sexy, sexy, stripperish. 
as of lately, Phaedra has been teetering on that IG model city girl side. And it's just not for me. But like I said, if it makes her happy, feels good, and she ain't hurting nobody, then have at it. Very thought- that was a very thoughtful take on that, uh, Q. Um, I don't like it. Um, I'm a little disappointed because I think what she's doing now is so commonplace and so easy and so lazy. You want attention? Look like a white woman. Put the blondest hair you can put. Shave your nose down or lighten your makeup. The blonde wigs, the 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 ass out. It's it's like where's this proud black woman that we used to see? And in a sea of Instagram models and baddies, where that is so easy to be. With all these degrees you have and the skill set that you have, why not be different in 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 this field? I like, even though, you know, listen, I think Phage is great TV. I think she's funny. Authentic, absolutely not. I don't know who she really is. Do you like to be a groupie of rappers? Do you like to be a, 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 a coroner? Do you want to be a lawyer that loses every case? Do you want to be a baddie? I don't know who you are. I think she kind of goes with the win. And right now you're showing us with this rebrand, you're just kind of just like... Who are you? I don't know who you are. I do know when you did have scenes in the Housewives of Atlanta, you were funny. And I will say some of your scenes are pretty brilliant with some of the things you say, but you are giving fake, extremely fake, because you shamed all the other women for the very same things you're doing now. And that takes away from your credibility. And does you it, can't no longer afford to look down your nose at other women when you go with the winner. Now you're one of them. Does it speak to the fact that innately all human beings want to be desired physically and sexually? Well, I think for women that are on television, for sure, and they want acceptance and they like likes and they like hearts and they like all that. I just feel like maybe she was like, you know, she couldn't be her real self because she had to put off this image that she's a lawyer. So lawyers couldn't act like this, that and a third. And now that and then after that, she was a funeral home director for for cats or dogs or something. So as a funeral home director, she couldn't be on the streets wearing this, that or the other. And now she has the freedom to kind of like she's she's financially solvent enough that she's like, Girl, okay. it, it ain't got nothing to do with her financial solvency. She now got the body to do it. She went. Well, OK, what, whatever it is. She now has the confidence to do what she's always wanted to do. And that's what she's out here doing. It's just, a, you know how we say, if there's something that I do, I won't call attention to it and look down my nose and criticize those things. That's what she gives me. Like all them years of calling everybody a hoe or this or that, being judgmental. Um, and, and I know this might sound misogynistic and old. I just don't want to see a 50-year-old with her ass out. I don't. Like, and it's cool. You know, you know how Mary J, every now and again, she pops up on vacation on a yacht somewhere. And they're like, oh, look at Mary J. But it's like now every there's two things Phaedra has done. Actually, we're talking about her image. And again, she ain't hurting nobody. She's now become a label whore. Every time you see her, she got on rented clothes from the Ivy showroom from Fiscani. Um, and that ain't no secret. The whole Atlanta knows she go get her outfits from Fiscani. Shouts out to Fiscani at the Ivy showroom. But she's giving Marlo Hampton tees. And it's just, I, I, to your point, it is slightly lazy when you've just got so much education. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I just... I just think leaning on the physical sometimes. I think there are people on this planet that have to do that. Portia, God takes care of babies and fools. He gave her beauty. And there are other people who don't have to do that. And I just think Phaedra's overly being sexy sometimes is a bit reductive to her education. 
Or maybe like Al said, you know, it was always there and now she can like be who she really is. Cause like some of the things didn't really line up with being this educated woman, like you sleeping with a guy in an air mattress, you you caught up in these little scams, like there's little traces of it that come came out here and there, but we couldn't quite pin it down. But now she's like free. I saw her out with a gown on with a, like the whole ass was out with a thong. And I'm like, like you do do it like at a beach. Surprise us. Now it's just uh, all right. Lasandra Plunkett said, I always sense a city girl in Phaedra. She married Apollo. Hello. And Desiree Smith said, Phaedra is a pretty lady. She just seems desperate now. Um, and then Siobhan Robinson said, I think she looks good and she is a per she is a persona. Stop hating. So they 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 think we hating. All right. All right. Okay. Maybe. All right. A woman unexpectedly went into labor and gave birth on her flight from Istanbul to France moments before takeoff. Paramedics came to her and her aid and moved her to the back of the plane to prepare for her birth. Fellow passengers gave her baby clothes from their luggage. Can you believe this went down? Imagine being on this flight and a woman's giving birth out. What do you think? Oh, what a nice, this is a nice uh, air airplane or airline story because usually we always cover somebody getting beat up or smacked around or or spit on or shat on <laughs> in the aisle. So I, I like this story. But did you guys know that you have to show documentation when you're a certain number of weeks in order to travel on like United or American? So I didn't know that the reason why you see a lot of women traveling Southwest when they're beyond 36 weeks is because they don't require documentation. Did you guys know that? The ghetto. <laughs> the, ghetto the ghetto don't require documentation. And I wouldn't be surprised if people having babies left and right on Southwest. Um, I did not know, Al, that that's useful information because everybody was asking, don't you have to, can't find a certain amount of weeks? And then some right. people were speculating that the baby was premature. I was speculating that the lady had a big coochie because she got on and the minute she started feeling pains, she gave birth before the plane oh even took off. So, you know, the, the next time, lady, have enough decency to get your ass <laughs> off the damn plane so you ain't holding us up so we can get the rid of hell. We go, Miss Big Coochie, ma'am. Not a big coochie. You know, I'm so tired of you ignorant men with these big coochie comments when a woman can hold in a whole tampon that's about this thin and then coochie can't be. Anyways, I'm not, we ain't about to do biology 101. Keep it locked because coming up next, we are guessing the race behind hideous scenarios and later, loneliness may be more dangerous than we think. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Shout out to all the soulmates that are watching the show right now. We've got 6,200. And earlier today, our replay from last night when Key was uh, definitely on. <laughs> we had like almost 7,000 in the replay. No, oh, wow. Everybody, everybody has texted me about it. Oh, Claudia, I just wanted to make a correction. I said that black men make more money. They do. I said black men go to college more. And as of 2021, the number has changed. Black men in college is 24.9 and black women in college is close to 30%. So I was wrong on that percent. Just want to make that correction. Thank you so much. All right. Are you one of those people who doesn't see color? Do you pride yourself on not feeding into the stereotypes? Well, we're going to put that to the text and guess what race? Soulmates, join us in the chat and we'll read the answers after the headline. All right, a YouTuber celebrated his milestone of gaining 200 million followers by burying himself alive for seven days. The man recorded himself being buried in a six-foot grave with nothing but a briefcase full of ready-to-eat meals and snacks. 
Can you guess the race of this YouTuber? Girl, <laughs> the opposite of blight. <laughs> this, this got Caucasian uh, DNA and mitochondrial DNA written all over it, Miss Claudia. Now, uh, I'm going to say maybe Asian. Okay, the race is a white man. Uh, I saw this video and it's a really tricked out coffin and he's got like MREs, those meals ready to eat that he pours water in. His friends were digging holes to the coffin and teasing him. And he showed how he went to the bathroom. He had to go pee like in a cup. But I'm like, how you go doo-doo though? I don't know. All right, but you know that we ain't doing that. A Florida man, uh, man's mistress was taken into custody at the shooting at the man's baby mother. The woman's one-year-old child was in the backseat when the 21-year-old mistress began shooting at her car. While police were investigating this love triangle, the 20-year-old revealed that the man is her sugar daddy. Can you guess the race of the 20-year-old mistress? Black. <laughs> I'm going to say Hispanic. Mm, this guy, this guy, this guy, Tamika and Shanika written all over <laughs> Well, I see your racism is alive and well, and that's what we like to see here. It was a white girl that was the mistress. Really? Yes. Oh. yes. But you that. know what? She wanted them whoa, Vicky white. She wanted them Zeus uh, <laughs> Network white girls. She was raised that that, that don't count. She wanted them black white girls. With the baby hair. Right. <laughs> All right. A family held their father's open casket ceremony in a nightclub. The daughter said before he died, he told us he wanted his funeral in a discotheque. And that's exactly what happened. Can you guess the race of the family? OK, so I was going to say black until I heard the word discotheque, uh, which, which is one of my favorite words, by the way. <laughs> Um, in a past life, I was a whore on heroin in Studio 54. That's another story for another a past life. life. Um, <laughs> discotheque. Discotheque. I'm going to say... I'm going to say white. I'm going to say Hispanic. All right. One of, you, one of you is right, and that is a Latino family. Ah, I told you. He was a handsome man. Okay, go get him, Funky. All right. Okay. Oh, 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 that was him. <laughs> Uh, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Production, yeah. put the other picture up. That's, that's not him propped up in the club. Oh, no, that's him at the house. Okay, yeah, that's before he died. Well, I was going to say whoever did that body, they did good. <laughs> All right, coming up, loneliness can be more dangerous than we think. Stay tuned to find out why. We'll be right back. Hit that like button. Welcome back. The World Health Organization has declared loneliness a global health threat. A representative stated investments in social connection are critical to creating productive, resilient, and stable economies that promote the well-being of current and future generations. All right, y'all. Do you think social media plays a role in loneliness? Uh, Q, let's go to you first. Uh, I think social media in the long run can be a factor in loneliness because at, at your at the ages in which you're most active on social media, if you're not out developing relationships with people, then you get old and you don't have anybody. Um, so, yeah, indirectly, um, I think it is. And I'm glad that we are actually now shedding light 
on some of these um, social ills that ordinarily we wouldn't have been able to afford to look at. You know, in, in times back, times were so hard for everybody. We didn't have the time and the luxury to explore loneliness. It's like, child, read a book and die. But I'm glad now that we are exploring these types of things. And I think um, we need to always look out for our older people, you know, our, our people that are our grandma's ages and stuff. I don't want to take up too much of the time, but I would remember when I would come home from college or come home from Atlanta when nobody else was living in the house. And I'd been living where my grandma would come out of the other room and she just want to sit in the room with us because no one is home all year. You know what I'm saying? And and it's funny because it was a little annoying at that time. I was like, grandma, ain't nobody talking to you. But now that I'm older, I get that she just wanted some company. I think this is definitely a problem. When I would go see my aunt Sarah in New York, she just passed away. She lived in Brooklyn and she lived to be 90, uh, 99 years old. I will never forget how it impacted me, what she said to me. She's like, it's so good to see you. She said, it's just so quiet here. And the silence is deafening and I hate it. And I was like, oh my God, we don't think about that. We think they're annoying or we'll get there when we get there. We They're on the back burner, but these are people that took care of us when we were in our teens and brought us on our super on experiences and made an impact in our lives. And at the end of their lives, you know, I know this isn't just about elderly people, but I think loneliness is, is can kill you. I really yeah. do. Al, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, we know doctors are saying that loneliness is now considered a risk factor. It's a 50% increase due to loneliness can cause dementia and a 30% increase due to loneliness is causing people to have strokes. Now, as it relates to social media, we know social media is really what's causing a great deal of this because it plays on your self-esteem. Social media can, will, and does give the majority, if not a large number of people, poor self-esteem. And what that poor self-esteem develops into are mental health conditions. And those mental health conditions then alter our personality traits. And when all of those are starting to happen at the same time and manifesting inside of us, it really does consult, it really does cause a disease. And right now we were calling that disease loneliness. Alpha Charm said, if you lonely, turn on the TV or something, Ella. And I hope you are kidding because we need more than just the TV. We need interaction with each other. We're, we're, you know, we're social people. We're social, social mammals, I guess you'd say. All right, check out this tweet. Why do quiet, laid back men like loud, fiery women? Fellas, any thoughts on this? I would just say yang to the yang. You know what I'm saying? Like we both can't occupy the same role in the relationship if if this is true i personally have no problem with loud people i probably would be considered the loud friend um it's just the intention behind it are you just naturally a jovial and loud person or are you doing it for attention now if you're one of those people who are doing it for attention i don't like that but i, I think it's the yin and yang thing all right, Al. Loud to me is a is a word that mm, scares me a little bit because when I think of loud, I think of rude and obnoxious, and that would be a no for me. But spicy, the life of the party, you know, someone who's got verbs, someone who's exciting and, and and interactive, I could rock with that. I need someone like that with me around me because, you know, I I am in all types of situations. So, Al, you're the loud friend. You're the loud friend. 
Okay. And she went out drink. I will say this. Um, nobody <laughs> wants to feel like they're in a competition with their mate. And I think if both people were quiet or both people allowed, like it's just like, uh, eh, you're bumping heads. So I think that's why, yeah, opposites do attract in some regards. And I think it really works out. The 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 entertaining one and then the one that's more sensible that reels you in. All right, y'all. Uh -huh. I want to thank my amazing co-hosts, Alt Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you watch the replay tomorrow and hit that like button. Stay tuned for Crockett's Corner. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, fellas. Have a good night, soulmates. Bye, y'all.